0: What's going down, everybody? It's your boy Ray G. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. Thank you for checking out the content here on my YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the content. And if you don't have time to watch the videos and you just need to listen to it on the ride home, then make sure you tap into the Destination Debbie podcast. You can find that on DLF or the DLF Family Podcast, wherever you stream your podcast from. We rock with DLF. We're keeping you tapped in with everything that's going on here on the Rookie Report. And today, I just want to have an intervention, a rookie intervention with you all, because so far this season, we are not seeing the type of production that we expected, hoped for, or wanted from these rookies. And I want to remind everybody that we do not get the Justin Jeffersons of the world, the Justin Herberts of the world, right away, often. Those situations where we have these rookies who come in from day one, from day one, or at least early in their career and light it up, week in and week out, they don't happen often. These are rookies playing a grown man's game. And sometimes it takes time for them to develop, to mature, to get acclimated to the system, their scheme, the offenses, the speed of the game, whatever it is, it takes some time. And I know those of us who play fantasy football because I'm one of those guys myself. We're impatient creatures. I want it now. Immediate gratification. Immediate production. Why the hell are you not out there catching 10 for 98? Elijah Moore, we heard about you all through training camp being the best that there was. The best that's ever done it. The best that's ever laced them up. And why are you not producing? What the hell is going on? Well, this is where we're at, man. This is football. It's tough. Right now, across the board, all kinds of statistics are down. Clyde Edwards-Elair is a top 10 rusher in the NFL right now. Clyde edwards E'Laire is a top 10 rusher in the NFL right now. Some of the greats that we think about playing wide receiver, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, C.D. Le- These dudes are down the list behind the Tyler Locketts and the Cooper Cups and the Debo Samuels in terms of production for the season. But be patient with these young rookies. Be patient with these guys. Do not do not panic right now. Do not panic. And I know the position that most of us are kind of like scratching our head about, like, oh no, it doesn't look good. I knew we were going to get some busts out of this quarterback class. Well, hell, I just said it. It's the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks right now, across the board, do not look good. Do not look good. And you can sort of see this as evidence through what betters are looking at for offensive NFL Rookie of the Year. This historically is a quarterback award. Justin Jefferson broke Randy Moss's receiving record and finished the year with 1,400 damn receiving yards and lost Rookie of the Year to a quarterback, Justin Herbert, who also played out of his mind. But if the individual who broke probably and arguably top 3 receiver in NFL history he broke that record and did not win the award then chances are this is a quarterback award and a quarterback award only but Jamar Chase is leading the way Jamar Chase is leading the way and it's not like he is just going out there he is yet to he is yet to just go off I think we haven't even seen the Jamar Chase go off game and I think that may happen Tomorrow in the game versus Jacksonville, we may see him just go nuts. Finally, 100 yards, 54 yards, 65 receiving yards, 11 receptions, 220 yards. He has scored four touchdowns on the season, but that is our leader for offensive rookie of the year because the quarterbacks have played terrible. Trevor Lawrence, and, and listen, this, this episode is truly an intervention. It's to talk about what we should be doing with these rookies. Here's, I had, and I've had this conversation with multiple people lately. I've had this conversation with multiple people of the four rookie quarterbacks who are playing right now. Two of them look like rookies. In my opinion, Trevor Lawrence and Matt Jones look like rookies. They don't look lost. They don't look like bust. They look like rookies. They have some really good moments marred by some really bad moments. And I think this past weekend of football week three it really illustrated those sentiments that I'm speaking to you about. Trevor Lawrence, uh, week one, put up some really good numbers, over 300 yards versus the Texans. Week two, absolutely terrible, 114 yards versus the Broncos. And then last week versus Arizona, he's trying throwing flea flickers late, getting pick sixed, pick sixed. Uh, you know, it, he he's but what he is doing is he's pushing the ball downfield. He is not afraid to take his shots. Those are things that I think are correctable mistakes. You can fix those with the Trevor Lawrence. You can fix those with an offensive coaching scheme that has any sense of competence behind what they're doing. I do not believe, I I have no data behind this, I just don't think that Urban Meyer is long for the wear in Jacksonville. Maybe Shad Khan, the owner of Jacksonville, says otherwise, and they keep Urban Meyer there for the long term to develop Trevor Lawrence. I'm just i not seeing that. I I don't believe that is going to be the case. I'm giving him two years max, and he's done, which means Trevor Lawrence will have a new offensive system that he'll have to learn and hopefully will teach him that you don't have to do everything to win the game. You do have some talented weapons on offense with James Robinson. They just traded for Dan Arnold. You've got uh, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault. You've got got options. Marvin Jones Jr., you don't have to win it all. Mac Jones looks like a rookie. There were some throws that he made, and Johnu Smith had a quote yesterday where he basically just said, I'm looking forward to moving forward because he played terribly. The first pick six, 100% on Jonu Smith. You can't let balls hit your hands, bounce up in the air, and be intercepted. That's not on, that's not on Mac. Mac threw a couple of beautiful balls to Jonu Smith on the sideline and dropped. He's the fourth highest paid tight end in the NFL, and he's playing like the fourth worst tight end in the NFL. He has got to pick it up. Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, all these dudes, great, under-the-radar, dynasty by low candidates, not very good number one wide receivers. Now, Jacoby Myers had nine for 98, almost 100 receiving yards, still hadn't scored a touchdown in over 160 targets. He he looks like a rookie. Those two, in my opinion, have looked the best out of a bad bunch. They look like rookies. And let's talk about Justin Fields' performance versus – Cincinnati, I mean, versus Chicago, uh, Cleveland, Chicago, Cincinnati, Cleveland, damn it, the Browns. I don't care what Cleveland's defensive rating is. When you've got Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa at your linebacker, court, just a freak athlete at linebacker, Ronnie Harrison, uh, Denzel Ward, and then, oh, by the way, up front, you know, there's a guy named Miles Garrett on one side, and on the other side of him, you got Jadavion Clowney. That's a tough environment for a rookie quarterback to go into for his first career start and make it happen. And he looked lost. He was holding the ball too damn long, nine sacks. Miles Garrett had four and a half. Justin Fields took nine sacks in that game. There's a point in time where he had negative passing yards. I think they finished the game with like 60-something yards of offense. He looked lost. But I give him grace and a pass because that was his first start at the quarterback position in the NFL – on the road, in a very hostile environment, versus one of the candidates for defensive player of the year. I am not I am not going to just slam Justin Fields over that performance today. I think Matt Nagy and the offensive coordinator and the offensive coaching staff needs to do a better job of game planning around the strengths of Justin Fields. If he's not comfortable sitting in the pocket, if he can't deliver the ball on time, roll him out, move him. More design runs, run him. Runs a 4-4, run him. So Justin Fields looked lost, but I think there's an excuse to be made there. And I don't like excuses. We make adjustments, not excuses, damn it. But that is a reality. Justin Fields, uh, rookie, first start, hostile environment. We'll see how he does this week. Now, Zach Wilson is where I am extremely concerned. Extremely concerned. Because the Jets, and the Jets tried. Like, they they drafted Elijah Vera Tucker. They got Makai Becton last year. You know, they're trying to build that offensive line as well as provide weapons for their quarterback of the future to deliver the ball to. They signed Corey Davis to a big deal, drafted Elijah Moore. Running back, they got Michael Carter. It's not looking good for the Jets in total, and it's not looking good for Zach Wilson. I'm listening to a lot of different people talk about Wilson and reasons why I believe it was— Listen, I just listen to sports. When I'm working out, riding the Peloton, I just have shit on. But Colin Cowherd said that when he watched Zach Wilson, it was like he was always trying to do Mahomesian-level things with his arm. We know he's got a cannon. He's got a rocket arm, but we don't need you to do that, Zach. And part of that is he has no time to throw the ball. Like, Let's just be honest. You can't do anything without an offensive line, i.e. Pittsburgh. And we'll talk about Najee Harris in a second. But Zach Wilson, at this point, looks lost to me. And these next two weeks are going to be very telling because they've got Tennessee and Atlanta, two very beatable defenses. Then he's got a bye. And after the bye, it gets brutal for the Jets. After the bye, and after these two games, going into the bye, you want to see positive steps and positive momentum for Zach Wilson because if he does not make it happen versus Tennessee and Atlanta, it's going to be uh, worse than Sam Darnold type. Type production from the Jets, and this can break a quarterback, man. We saw Josh Rosen just confident shot. We've seen this every year where these quarterbacks get broken early, and they just they don't recover from it and Robert Salah's not going anywhere they're not he's not going anywhere. they're going to have another high draft pick. They better pray they've got the number two pick so they get an opportunity to draft Evan Neal the offensive guard tackle out of Alabama. But they're going to have to continue to show up that offensive front. He has no time to do anything. He is getting destroyed. He's throwing bad balls. He's trying to play hero ball. He's just trying to survive back there. He looks lost right now, and I'm most concerned about Zach Wilson. Now, the start of his career is a murderer's row. I mean, when you've got to start out with Carolina, Denver, and New England, that's not not ideal. That is a suboptimal start for a rookie quarterback who played his ball at BYU, hence the reason why I'm not really tripping on Kyle Shanahan not throwing Trey Lance out there. I know for fantasy purposes we want to see Trey Lance, but maybe the right approach is letting Jimmy Garoppolo not fail, right, as long as he isn't hurting the team. Then you let Trey Lance learn and develop. This is a guy who only played one season at the FCS level, one season of college football at the FCS level, and as as good as he's looked – throwing a two-yard out route for a touchdown and running a one-yard touchdown in, it's a big difference between being the guy and backing up the guy and coming in as the backup. You can play more loosely, more freely. You're playing with house money. Trey Lance is still the third favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, and he hasn't played. That's just how telling we are in the process of these rookies. Now, looking at some rookies who performed well, my Rookies of the Week, well, rookie... I think it's co-rookies of the week. It's Jamar Chase and Najee Harris. Jamar Chase, three straight games with a touchdown. First wide receiver in NFL history to start his career off with three straight 25-yard-plus touchdowns. He already setting records in the NFL. Uh, Jamar Chase is the alpha. The rapport that he has with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow threw the ball 18 times. Jamar Chase caught four of them. Two of them went for touchdowns. They're going to run, run, run Joe Mixon, and as soon as the defense – is getting lax, and Jamar Chase has done nothing through two-and-a-half quarters. Boom, over-the-top, 50-yard touchdown. Boom, over-the-top, 35-yard touchdown. And I think this this Thursday versus Jacksonville, he's going to do the same damn thing. Run Joe Mixon, run Joe Mixon, low the defense to sleep, no C.J. Henderson. They traded him away, boom, Jamar Chase, another touchdown. Right now, over-under, half a touchdown for Jamar Chase. You continue to smash that line if you're betting player props. But if you have Jamar Chase in Dynasty, then you've got a bona fide stud. He's good. We knew he was good coming out. He is performing in limited opportunities. Again, only 11 receptions, 220 yards, but he's got four touchdowns. I mean, just touchdown machine, touchdown monster. The chemistry with Joe Burrow is there. Jamar Chase is a locked and loaded star. He's a locked and loaded star, as is Najee Harris. Najee Harris is playing behind arguably one of the worst offensive lines with one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL without their top receiver. He is their entire offense. He has been off of the field in three games. I think he's had a rest, like six plays, the entire season. Snap share, 90-something percent, which is insane for for any player, let alone a rookie, to be on the field this much. Check it out. NFL football is finally back, baby. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Cowboys tickets or Rams tickets or Cardinals tickets anymore because Tick Pick, that's TickPick, that's T I C K P I C K, is the original no fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in, in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are. This herein lies my issue with Harris. Are they about to just run him into the ground and in three years we have nothing left? Four years we have nothing left. We already... We're seeing the decline with Zeke and a reason why Dallas needs to utilize a Tony Pollard in conjunction with Zeke to keep him fresh. This type of production and workload, while we may like it for fantasy, I don't believe it's sustainable for Najee. And I I am concerned that Pittsburgh has failed that, that team by not having a succession plan to Ben Roethlisberger and not upgrading that offensive line. It's putrid. So far, Najee Harris's rushing yard stats, 45 yards, 38 yards, 40 yards. Now, what Najee can do and why he was the RB1 in 2021 is he is a dynamic pass catcher. He had 19 targets last week, caught 11, 12 balls, 112, 114 yards. I mean, he's just a dominant player. You can utilize him in all three phases of the game, first down, second down, third down. He is that team. That team will go and fail on the back of a rookie running back in Najee Harris. Just an absolute stud of a running back. And I think we're looking at another potential stud in Javonta Williams. And I continue to talk about the same damn players because we have nobody else stepping up to the plate to kind of say, yo, 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 I'm here too. So what do you do with Najee and Dynasty? What do you do with Javonta Williams? I still think there's an opportunity to go out and acquire Javonta Williams. Javante Williams, I tweeted it out. He needed more work, and he got more work last week uh, in Denver's win. And Denver's playing good, man. I mean, the the Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater, he's looking like more of a bridge, like more than just a bridge quarterback. I mean, I, it wouldn't shock me if if Teddy continues to play the way he's playing that they keep rolling with him in the next season because he's he's playing some damn damn good football. And right now, Javonta Williams is playing some good ball as well. Five foot ten, two hundred and twelve pounds. You know, uh, where are his stats for this week? Javonta Williams. Let's look at Javonta Williams' stats because I think he had another good game uh this past weekend. And when I say good game for, for limited opportunities. So he's got 39 carries, 138 yards, one touchdown on the season. His most recent game versus the Jets, 12 for 29. So You know, versus Jacksonville, he had 13 for 64. This game, he had 12 for 29. But what I did like to see is he had four targets. He had only had one target each game leading up to last week's game, but he had three receptions for 33 yards, and he had a receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Did fumble the ball and lost that fumble. You can't fumble Javante. One of my concerns was ball security coming out of North Carolina but his involvement in the passing game, the fact that he has yet to, to get lower or fewer than 12 rushing attempts in a game just shows that they're trying to get this kid acclimated. They're trying to get him ready, and I think they're doing it right, working Melvin Gordon and him in tandem. Javonta Williams is still a bye right now in Dynasty because he has yet to have the blow-up game. 64 yards is his total. Go get Javonta Williams. Kenneth Gainwell, another player that I'm going to continue to talk about Go get Kenneth Gainwell. He is the third down running back for Philadelphia. Now, them running the ball three damn times last week versus Dallas made no sense, and I doubt we will ever see that again. But go get Kenneth Gainwell. He's got a role, and if anything were to happen to Miles Sanders, he is a starting running back with high-end upside, and I'm talking top 10 potential running back upside because of how dynamic he is on the ground and through the air. And they got to do something different with Jalen Hurts to help out this kid. You know, Devonta Smith, eight targets. We love the targets. The concern, we knew the targets would be there. Go back to any video outside. He's a lock for 100 targets, and he's well on pace for that. The quality of target is the issue. The quality of the target is the issue right now for Devonta Smith. The the route concepts that Philly is running to get these young guys open in space and to make throws easy for Jalen Hurts makes no sense to me. Hurts shouldn't be taking seven-step drops trying to float it over the top to Rager, or float it over the top to smith just get the ball out quick slant smoke screens out routes just get it out of your hands quick and let these young dudes do their thing but right now you know it's two back-to-back dud weeks from smith that's two of them 16 yards 28 yards it's two of them not no panic but that's two dud weeks jamar chase doing his thing other than that ricky receivers aren't doing much they're not doing much, but one rookie receiver who I think has an opportunity to come in and do a hell of a lot is Shadi B. Rashad Bateman of the Baltimore Ravens. We saw Hollywood Brown smoke three deep bomb attempts. Hollywood could have had—he's no longer Hollywood Brown. We're gonna call him Sacramento Brown. He's no longer Hollywood. He ain't Hollywood. He's Sacramento. No love, no hate. The Sacramento. I love Cali. Grew up in the West, but he ain't—he ain't Hollywood right now. Rashad Bateman should come in and be the focal point of that passing attack. Him and Mark Andrews. Let Hollywood serve his role. Ha- Let Sacramento serve his role. He's letting balls bounce off of his face. Didn't come out right, but you get what I'm saying. Passes are hitting him dead in the face mask, and he's smoking him on the ground. Get him out of there. Get Rashad Bateman in as the one, and Rashad Bateman should be back, by all accounts, in the next couple of weeks. So Rashad Bateman, big-time stash. Go get him. In the tight end position, again, it's Kyle Pitts. It's Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth is playing more. He's starting at tight end. Eric Ebron accounted for zero. Did nothing. Don't know if he's got an injury. But Fryermuth is a talented tight end. We talked about him through the pre-draft process. Maybe in two tight end leagues, tight end premium leagues, Fryermuth is a player that you can go get. I don't know what he's going to do with Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, or Dwayne Haskins throwing him the ball. But long term... That's a sound investment to get a tight end that has the pedigree, that has the draft capital, has the athleticism and talent. And we know it takes tight ends a couple of years to get it going. So Pat Fryer means still a buy. And I'm just, I'm I'm telling y'all now, I am still buying high on Kyle Pitts. I, I, I I am still very much in on the Atlanta Falcons' number four overall pick, who on the season is 11 for 139. No touchdowns so far in three games. Last week versus the Giants, the fact that he was not targeted until like the third quarter makes no sense. 3 targets, 2 receptions, 35 yards. Get him. Right now, managers are panicked about Kyle Pitts not doing what we think Kyle Pitts should be doing. Go get Kyle Pitts. I I think this is this is your opportunity coming off of a poor performance, 2 for 35. Uh, or right now, I can go give you two for 20. Right, right, right now, I can give you two for 20. Right now, 35 years old. I'm the Frank Gore of retired college, D2 college athletes. I can go give you two for 20. Kyle Pitts is going to be fine. Fine, fine, fine. Do not panic right now on these rookies. A little bit of panic on Zach Wilson, but don't trip on fields. Jones, Harris is still doing his thing and is going to win off volume. And there are some opportunities to get you a Javonta Williams, a Rashad Bateman, and even one Kyle Pitts on the low because these guys aren't producing the way we thought. Michael Carter, another one of those running backs, who I think as time goes on, take some stuff off of Zach Wilson's plate and let Michael Carter run the damn ball. Let's go. Let's go. So relax. As Aaron Rodgers said, R-E-L-A-X, people, relax. And just a quick look ahead because we're only focused on rookies. I'm sorry, don't fade the 2022 glass. We'll talk about that more in a different show. Stop willy-nilly freely just throwing away 2022 first. A couple of players that you really want to, you're going to really want to have on your dynasty rosters in 2022, don't panic. 2021 is going to be OK. We're not even a quarter of a way through the season yet. I don't think the math ain't right, three games, quarter 17. We still got a lot of season left. Don't panic. The rookies, majority of them, will be just fine. But I will be tapped in, and I'll keep y'all tapped in on what we need to do. And we may start incorporating some of these 2022 guys a little bit more and be like, would you rather have this or that, this or that, to kind of start making some moves and providing some trade opportunities for you all and giving you some ideas of what we need to be doing. If you want to tap into everything that we're doing, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. No longer forward slash all gas forward slash prospect talk where we just have an entire database full of 2022, 2023, 2024 draft eligible prospects, how they rank amongst their peers, cornerstone rankings. I've got Justin Herbert in a tier of his own followed by CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, and um, uh, DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor. Got all of that fantastic community, a discord of over 550 nuts who love Dynasty and college football. Patreon.com forward slash prospect talk. Holla at me. I'll be back next week. Hopefully we get some more production out of these rookies. And if not, we'll just start talking about the 2022 class and what rookies we need to be sending away uh, for those 2022 picks. But we ain't panic, baby. I'm just talking shit. Y'all have a good day. I'll see y'all later in the week. I'm out of this thing. Peace.